Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Let's continue with Dante's Paradiso, Canto 19. There appeared ahead of me, with wings spread, the beautiful image that makes those concerted souls elated in sweet fruition. Each one appeared a little ruby, in which a ray of the sun burned with such intensity as if it had broken upon my eyes. And that to which I must testify, no voice has ever borne, nor ink inscribed, nor was it ever compressed into fantasy. For I saw and likewise heard the beak speak, and sound I and my in its voice, when in its conception were we and our, and it commenced. For being just and faithful, I am here exalted to that glory which desire left to itself cannot achieve. And on earth I left my memory so formed that the wicked people there commend it, though they don't follow its history. As from many brands a single heat is felt, so from many loves issued one sole sound of that image, to which I pressed, O perpetual flowers of the eternal joy, who make all your odors seem to me but one, resolve for me in breathing the great fast that's held me so long famished, not finding any food on earth. Well do I know that, if divine justice makes its mirror of another celestial realm, yours doesn't apprehend it through a veil. You know how intently I prepare myself to listen. You know how that doubt is that's made me hunger so long. As the falcon that issues from the cape moves its head and applauds with its wings, motioning its will and making itself lovely, I saw that sign, which was woven of lauds of the divine grace, set itself to songs they know who rejoice there above. Then it commenced. He whose arch wheeled to the verge of the world and within it distinguished so much, whether obscure or manifest, did not so impress his power in all the universe that his word would not remain in infinite excess. And he made certain of this, that first proud one, who was the highest of all creatures, falling bitter for not awaiting the light. And so it appears that each minor nature is too short a receptacle for that good which has no end and measures itself with itself. And so your vision, which must be one of the rays of the mind of which all things are replete, is unable of its nature to be so potent that it not discern its principle is far beyond that which appears to it. So the vision that your world receives enters within the sempiternal justice as eyes enter into the sea, such that from the prow they plainly see the depth, while in the ocean they don't see it. And nonetheless there it is, concealed in its being so deep. There is no light that doesn't come from this serenity that's not at times disturbed. Rather, it's darkened in the shadow of the flesh or its venom. Now a moment latent things are opened to you, those that obscured the living justice on which you've raised such questions. For you said, A man is born at the bank of the Indus, and none is there who reasons of Christ, nor reads nor writes of him, and all his wishes and acts are good as far as human reason sees. He is sinless in life and in speeches. He dies not baptized, without faith. Where is this justice that condemns him? Where is his fault, should he not believe? Now who are you who would sit at the stand to judge from a thousand long miles with vision short as a span? Certainly for one who'd reason subtly with me, if the scripture were not over him, it would be a marvelous place to doubt. 
O earthly animals, O gross minds, the prime will, which is good of itself, has never moved from itself, the supreme good. As much as just as sounds in harmony with it, no created good draws it to itself, but it, radiating, causes it. As the stork wheels about above the nest after she's pastured her chicks, and as that she's nourished, marvels at her, so it did. And so I lifted my brows, the blessed image whose wings moved suspended of such counsel. Wheeling it sang, and it said, As my notes are to you who don't understand them, such is the eternal judgment to you mortals. Then when these incendiary lamps of the Holy Spirit quieted themselves still in the sign that made the Romans revered in the world, it commenced again. To this kingdom none has yet ascended who didn't believe in Christ, neither before nor after he'd been nailed to the wood. But see, many cry, Christ, Christ, who will be far less near to him in the judgment than such as don't recognize Christ. And the Ethiopian will damn such Christians when the two colleges part, each from each, the one rich in eternity, the other hopelessly poor. What will the Persians be able to say to your kings when they see that volume opened in which all their disgraces are written? There they'll see, among the labors of Albert, that which will swiftly move the pen through which the kingdom of Prague will be deserted. There they'll see the dolor induced upon the Seine by the one who, forging money, will die of a wound from a hog. There they'll see the pride that yields thirst, which makes the Scots and the English such fools that they'll not be able to suffer being in their bounds. They'll have seen the luxury and the soft life of him from Spain and of him from Bohemia, who never knew nor wished for valor. They'll have seen the cripple of Jerusalem, his goodness sealed with an I, while an M will seal the contrary. They'll have seen the avarice and the cowardice of him who guards the island of fire, where Anchises ended his long age. And to give to understand how little he is, the script will use short letters which note much in small space, and to each will appear the sordid deeds of the uncle and the brother, which so aggrieved a nation and knocked low two crowns. And they will recognize him of Portugal and of Norway and him of Russia, who has ill-eyed the coin of Venice. O blessed Hungary, would she let herself be led astray no more, and blessed Navarre, if armed of the mountain that binds her. And each ought believe that now, for proof of this, Nicosia and Famagosta lament and cry out for their beast, which with the others won't be shifted from their flank. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Paradiso, Canto 20.